3: This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network. Available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
4: RJ, what do you make of uh, the Raider situation with uh, your old friend Antonio Brown, a former Pittsburgh Steeler?
5: Well, I I think what's important to realize is how much the preseason won't necessarily be indicative of how good the Raiders are because in the preseason, motivation is king. And if you're extra motivated, you're going to win. I mean, the worst team in the NFL motivated is going to do better in the preseason than the best team not motivated. And I think Gruden realizes we're leading the show. With the Raiders, why? Well, some of it's AB, but some of it is hard knocks. Some of it's Gruden himself, and the fact of the matter is, the if somehow the Raiders go three and one in the preseason, or um, yeah, let's say they go three and one, and they go five and eleven to finish, or you know the regular season. I think the takeaway from the whole season is going to be not great, but, man, they were pretty good in that preseason, which sounds absurd. But think about how much attention the Raiders are getting right now versus how much they're going to get once the season starts. The idea that we're going to be talking a bunch of Raiders other than the Vegas connection seems borderline incomprehensible. We're not going to be talking the Raiders, but we are now. I would estimate that half the talk on this show about the NFL since Hard Knocks has started has been about the Raiders. So in a weird way, the branding play, the play to bridge the Raiders from Oakland to Vegas is, would be fairly well accomplished with a 3-1 and preseason and not a horrendous regular season. As absurd as that sounds, I really believe that the Raiders, and and Gruden specifically, are ultra-motivated to win these preseason, preseason games. And Fez, let's be candid, the line was nonsensical on the Raiders. I mean, at one point last week, so give us that line again.
3: Yeah, so the Raiders were playing the Rams. Raiders opened minus three, got bet all the way up to minus five. Five and a half, RJ. So you typically just never see a line that high week one of the preseason, and then it did get bet back down, closed at Raiders minus
5: four and a half. So what you're saying is it was a nonsensical. How could this line be so high to the point where the pro money, the professional money, was against Raiders, against Raiders, against Raiders, and all of the, you know, green eye shade, all of the contemplation. You added up, and it was meaningless. Why? Because the Raiders just wanted to win more. And I think watching that game—if you would have watched that game with no backstory—I think you would have clearly seen Oakland was more motivated. Do you agree
3: with that? Oh, absolutely. And in, in some ways, a little bit of a misleading final score. The Raiders win by eleven, RJ, but they're minus two in turnovers. They really dominated the entire game, and uh, should have won by more.
5: Yeah, and in the whole minus two in turnovers, if you look at the regular season historically, if a team is minus two in turnovers, they're going to cover the spread a small percentage of the time. So that sounds like one stat amongst many, but, man, it is so hard to overcome being minus two in turnovers. And they did, and they covered easily. I mean, imagine how much you would have bet if the Raiders were nine and a half, favored by nine and a half you would have bet against them pretty big, right? Oh, absolutely. And it wouldn't have mattered. You would have lost. And I think, Jonas, this is the macro takeaway, which is we spend our lives living a quarter mile. No, no, no. Wait, that's the movie. (laughs) We spend our lives dealing with half points. Really, the difference between Fezzik, he has a mansion, he has a yacht, he hasn't had a straight job this century, the difference is a half point here and a half point there. Sounds absurd. True or not, Fez?
3: Oh, absolutely
5: true, RJ. Okay. Now, in almost all cases, we're dealing with half points. Oh, this quarterback's a little underranked on the road. or are overrated on the road. Okay. But there's occasionally, and the NFL preseason is one of them, is if there's disparate motivation, if you clearly understand – one team is motivated more than another, it's not about half points. It can be about 10 points. I mean, Aaron Rodgers in his prime, probably the most valuable quarterback in the history of the NFL, the most valuable player in the history of the NFL, Aaron Rodgers in his prime a couple years ago, was worth about 10 points. How much do you think a motivated NFL team in the preseason – is ranked over a team that's not motivated probably more than 10 points. And in the next segment, and we got one more topic here, we're going to talk about how literally you look at the Ravens, they're extra motivated. They Just win, 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 win. And 14 straight now, right, Fez?
3: 14 in a row, covered 12 of those 14.
5: Covered 12 of the 14, 14 in a row. And – To me, Jonas, it really is if we don't get the motivation right in the preseason, you can't bet the preseason. And you might say, R.J., I don't want to bet the preseason. Okay, well, one, if you're looking to make money, it's a great opportunity, but fine, okay. But how do you assess the preseason and its meaning to the regular season if you don't understand the factors that might be skewing the results in the preseason? So if all you did was look at the Raiders, and how they do this preseason, you would enter into the regular season with a misperception about how good the Raiders are.
4: Now, are you guys more hesitant, though, when it comes to preseason betting based on how so many teams like the Rams just don't want to play their starters at all, and now you're banking
5: on uh, not knowing enough about who the backups are? Well, to me, the thing that separates Fezzik from even an average professional better, but then the average pros from the recreational guys, and the voice of the fans, that difference to me is ability to price uncertainty. And that's really, Jonas, a reoccurring theme I hear in so many questions I get on the more general interest shows that aren't as gambling-oriented. How can you bet on the hot dog contest? How can you bet on the preseason? (laughs) How can you bet on the NBA summer league? How can you not? <laughs> <laughs> and to me, and Fez, you can tell me if you agree or not. I, I think I'll give you an example. I don't want to bring up any bad memories, but you think about the, was it the AAF? Am I remembering that right? Yeah. The football yep. league.
3: Alliance of American Football.
5: <laughs> how, Fez, how was your, and I don't remember, <laughs> but I'm guessing you had a great record in the AAF.
3: You know, I was actually, I started great. I was like one game above 500 only.
5: Okay. And here's the thing. That was, Jonas, if you think about it, it was unlike anything we've ever seen. Like, you had to handicap factors that you never really considered any other time, at least in that combination. It was a one-of-a-kind handicapping challenge. You can't write a book about that. You can't even so much learn from others. It's going to be your ability in this one-off situation to price uncertainty. Some great handicappers, you know what they kill is the Olympics. It's every four years. There's no one that really knows how to handicap it. So it's their ability to come in and instinctually handicap something that, that won't repeat itself for another four years. So to me... One of the great reasons the preseason has been so successful for me, for pregame.com, for Fez, is that superior ability of Fezics, for example, to price uncertainty. So you're right. There's a ton of questions, and that's a good thing. To me, that's an opportunity if you know what you're doing.
0: Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific
1: you gotta check out Nutrafol. When it comes to thinning hair, there are many root causes at play, and Nutrafol addresses them through a multi-targeted whole-body approach.
2: Nutrafol.com, spelt N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L, dot .com, promo code show. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code show.
4: RJ, it was the opening weekend of the NFL. We had our Hall of Fame game, obviously, a week and a half ago, but it was the opening weekend, a full slate of preseason games. What was the Vegas takeaway on all the action?
5: Yeah, and to me, there's two ways to break this down. One – what do we know about the rest of the, 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 the preseason? And if you're betting the preseason, that's mighty important. But in addition, at the end of the preseason, everyone's going to have their takeaways from the preseason, knowing the biases, pro or con a team. And we've talked about it. Pro Raiders. Gruden has a history of trying hard in the preseason. And with the attention, the added attention of Hard Knocks, I think he's even more motivated and we saw that all the perceived line value did not matter. Baltimore is going to look better than they really are, because Baltimore. And again, Fez, we have some amazing stats. Is Harbaugh, again, him and his brother? Not they don't smell great. I'm not judging that. It's just you know, if some jocks. I mean, well, he smells. It, it's something that's problematic. <laughs> But he sure wins in the preseason for Baltimore.
3: Yeah, both short-term and long-term. 14 straight wins for Baltimore, 12-2 and two against the spread. And RJ, going back to where Harbaugh started out here with Baltimore,
5: he's 32-14 and 14 against the spread. So are the Ravens one of the best teams in the NFL during that same period? No, but probably the best team in the preseason. And it's just a sign that Baltimore cares more about the preseason. we can talk about is that wise or not but you better come away from the preseason adjusting for these biases. So let's start with the Ravens they covered another one 12 and two now against the spread. Fez is this an example that you've got to bet Baltimore or pass? all I just think that's what's so hard for a guy like you who, quite frankly makes his living he supports his family because of your ability to have built a framework in NFL handicapping in all handicapping that applies 95 plus percent of the time but wouldn't you agree that one of the handful of times that you got to throw that framework out is all of the aggregation of half points you can just go ah, ah. Ah, doesn't matter.
3: Exactly, because there's if there's one underlying factor that trumps everything, and that's been Harbaugh's history, all these other quarterback rotations and situations pale in comparison. I make the case, I agree, R.J., you bet on Baltimore or you pass in the preseason.
5: And i got to be honest, the fact that Jonas would probably do the same troubles me. Whenever I'm on— <laughs> the same side as the fans. It's uh, Instinctually, I'm thinking I'm in the wrong place. Uh,
4: well, here's the problem. See, you would think that even after doing this show almost a year that I would have learned my lesson, but the problem is, is I still think about it like a roulette wheel to where when you're walking into a casino in Vegas and you see a roulette board and it's hit red, 10 times in a row, I'm always the guy that bets black, just assuming law of averages, there's no way it's going to happen again. So I would be fading Baltimore moving forward, and I probably would have started doing that about seven games ago if I had been paying close enough attention, and I would have lost how many times in a row? What, we have now five in a row? That's how I work.
5: Well, I mean, first off, your instincts, at least with sports batting, are actually right. I mean, if I asked Faz. Okay, you don't know anything about the sport. You don't know anything about the situation. But you've got a team that's covered seven straight. What do you do in the next game if you were forced to bat? Fez, you don't even have to think about this, right? I don't have to think at all. I fade them. Okay. The rationale being whatever truth was shown by these covers, wins against the spread, the public is going to overreact to it, especially in an ultra public over covered sport like the NFL. Yeah. So going beyond my example of just in any case, you would say, Hey, covered seven straight. I want to go the other way in the NFL. That'd be even more the case because you're right. The NFL is more affected by public perception, public money. In fact, it's the only sport that the wise guys cannot trump the public in any other sport. And tell me if you agree with this. If the wise guys are one way and the public's the other, the line is either going to stay the same or more likely move a little bit with the wise guys. Would you agree? Yes. In the NFL, it's the opposite. If the public's strong one way, the wise guy's the other, it's moving with the public. Right,
3: because the public might be 80% of the money on different select games.
5: And for longtime listeners, Jonas, they know I'm naturally a contrarian. I want to find... I want, I'm a skeptic, and that's why the NFL historically has been my best sport. You know, on the uh, big L.A. morning show, Kevin and Bean, uh, they are both in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I've been on there five years now, and I've picked three picks a year, or I'm sorry, three picks a week for the entire season. Year one, profited. Two, profited. Three, profited. Four, profited. Five, profited. Five straight winning years. Now, am I favored to be, have a six straight? No doubt. But am I a huge favorite? No. It's Some of that's a good luck over. Now, hey, five years is five years now. But some of it's good luck. But some of it is it a contrarian better. The ones that look at the public, looks at Freddie Fanny Pack and says, no, thank you. Or if there's a bar and there's two sides. and one side, everyone's screaming, tattoos on their forearms. Other side, not so much a mob, kind of more quiet, I'm I'm thinking I want to be on that quiet side, not necessarily in the bar. I'll be jumping over with the other crowd and fake, <laughs> fake enraged, right? But my true heart is going to be over there with the guys that are going to probably get beat up soon. So to me, I love the NFL because being contrarian is the most profitable. Why? Because the public, guys like you in aggregate – affect the line so much.
4: Yeah, and I also wonder if that's maybe some of the thinking behind the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns came out after winning their preseason opener. You had uh, Baker Mayfield running down the field, celebrating a touchdown on the first drive. They've been the most talked about team all offseason. They get to the preseason game. They march down the field at celebration. They had a guy who was homeless for a short time uh, return a punt for a touchdown. Everybody ran onto the field. It seems like they're one of those teams that really cares about the preseason more so than others
5: and remember this is going to be so coach specific very rarely are you gonna see uh, a fiat handed down from above hey we hey we win preseason games around here buddy right it's just not, <laughs> right. not gonna happen so I think with kitchens uh and, and you see this in general Fez I don't know if you have this or we'll wait till tomorrow with Tomlin is Oh, wait, actually, I asked Brad for this for tomorrow, which is Tomlin, when he was one of the youngest coaches in the NFL, when he was, you know, one of a handful of minority coaches, it would make sense he felt like he had something to prove, especially Chuck Noll, Bill Cowher, and now you, when you're the third coach since 1969, well, you might feel a little pressure early, and then a Super Bowl title, a second, well, I guess in, in his case, the second one was Tomlin's against Arizona, and then all of a sudden the preseason didn't matter as much. So you can see teams or coaches evolve. A guy like Bill Parcells cared all the way to the end about preseason, but it makes sense, a guy like Kitchens, and let's be candid, if the Steelers go 0-4 in the preseason, what does it mean? Nothing. How much, Fez, would you – maybe you're going to downgrade them a half a point. Maybe not. Yeah, but still, if you go 0-4, that means especially game three, which is the dress rehearsal game, it's it's not a good thing to lose.
3: Yeah, that that first half of game three is really the most critical of all the preseason spots.
5: So, and that's important, too. You don't want to just look – you're not doing enough work if you just look at how the number ones did. You gotta look how the number ones do against number ones. And you gotta chart those plays. If you want to really take away from preseason, I think it's hard to go 0-4 and not take something away. But let's call it a smidge. But if the Browns win 0-4, and you know, obviously a game's past now. I mean, and then they start 0-2. That's an interesting question. Which teams are there if they start the regular season 0-2? Would the pressure be amplified greatly if it's off of an 0 and 4 preseason? And I think those teams, it makes total sense that they would care more. It's in a way set in the narrative. And a guy like Tomlin, I don't think it has much narrative setting at all. Now, doesn't mean if they lose, it's meaningless. I'm saying for his job security it's borderline meaningless does that feel right to you
4: yeah and also to your point on the third preseason game being so valuable and so important people forget this the Denny Green we are who they thought they were blow up that he had post game after the Cardinals lost to the Bears part of that was because Denny Green played them in the third game of that preseason and they played really really well against their ones and so Denny Green used that third game as a basis for the opinion on what he thought the game should be and why it wasn't a surprise that Arizona was won that game
5: i mean listen a lot of people say why do you have jonas Knox on <laughs> and i'm like exhibit one everybody <laughs> exhibit one speaking of that and we're going to do a quick wrap on at least today's discussion on the preseason because it's going to be an ongoing one and again it's not only a chance to make money it's a chance to learn about these teams but you had some fun uh, on twitter when it came to you and your skills as a broadcaster We'll talk about that. But also, yeah, we should just jump to it now in just one minute. And just, you know, quickly to wrap up the preseason for now is if you look at in Fez, you had, I thought, the best way to look at this, which was you look at the lifetime preseason record against the spread. And you said, okay, and this is somewhat arbitrary, but you have to be arbitrary at some point. Just be consistent. You said any – Coach, it's up five games or more, or down five games or more. So if you're 0 and 5, it's one thing. And obviously if you're 27 and 20, you're up five plus games. And you said, let's see how those coaches did in week one. Straight out of Vegas!
0: Be sure to catch live editions of straight out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
2: Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a
1: great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
3: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and five-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.
5: I'll tell you, Jones, I know you don't want to skip this, but you have a weird habit of taking the most critical people against you, the anti-Jonas Knox contingent, as yeah. it's called, <laughs> and you somehow say, "You know what I should do? I should amplify them. Yeah. I should get. I should put a spotlight on the people who are the most critical of me." Now, I get people who try to kind of act like they're above it, but it just seems weird. Like, what's your thought process?
4: Uh, I, if it's funny, I'm not sensitive, so if it's funny. I just, you know, give him a little bit of love. And sometimes... Okay,
5: so just to be clear, though, the one I saw, and I just happened to see it was, it said, Jonas, it's foolish to have you be on air. Uh, You should never lead a show. And you're lucky you've got the co-host. You've got Brady Quinn. So, what? where, where was the last in that? Uh, well, the
4: fact that they used the crap emojis uh, oh, to, to amplify that, I thought that how you was get good. Your
5: heart is and, the and, crap emojis.
4: And also the fact that somebody's that bent out of shape over a guy hosting a show, you could clearly just either not listen or go in another direction that he took time out of his way to hate oh. me on so social in a way,
5: media. In a way, you're saying he, he doth protest too much.
4: Yeah, it's pro wrestling. Twitter's just <laughs> pro wrestling. That's all it is. Uh,
5: Okay, that's for you. I mean, for me, it's a, it's, a, it's a way of life. But I will say this. I had one of the great moments of my life when I was reading that tweet because, one, I want to protect you just for my own per. I don't want any fallout. But number two is I looked at the guy who said this, and it's the first time I've ever seen he had one follower. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> now, I was so curious. Who could this follower be And I pressed the one follower. And in that moment where my iPhone was going to the new page, I saw like a whole alternative universe in a glimpse, in a blink of an eye, in the middle of a heartbeat. And when the screen came up, that page in this alternative universe, Brady Quinn was his only follower.
4: I would have loved that. That, that would have made my day. Worth
5: how much money <laughs> if that was a burner account? That <laughs> would have been great. Of Brady right out of-
0: Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxsportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.